means. It's time for episode number 43 of You Know What That Means, the AEW podcast, and I've got to go full disclosure. I almost said place to be nation just now when I did the intro. Uh, I feel like Jim Ross when he's got to call these guys by their AEW names rather than their WWE names. Uh, this guy's AEW name is Randrew... Randrew... Re- <laughs> I don't know. Andrew, just come on in. I just that one. Am I Randy? Uh, Randy the Ram? Yeah, like Randy Rhodes. <laughs> I feel as whole as him. With the with my trajectory, I think I will be working at a grocery store in my fifties. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Rhodes, that's what we'll call you. Andy Rhodes, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Hey man, I, he beat Brock Lesnar. Yeah, saw that. I've I, I've got a chance. Well, I didn't see the match. I saw that he won. Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, blood. Hey, we're an AW show, but Andrew, you and I were texting. I watched a little bit of Backlash. What? I, I liked it. Backwash? Yeah. WWE backwash. <laughs> you know what's ironic about it, and this is legit. Like, and uh, J, uh, our boss man JT Rosero will probably uh, probably speak to this too because the last backlash show was in Providence. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he went or not. Um, but uh, let, here he is on the show. No, but uh, <laughs> but my favorite show last year was backlash WrestleMania backlash. It was the one. I don't know why. Sometimes the show before and the show after the big one is the best one. Yeah. Does maybe, that make sense? Yeah, maybe because like the expectations less aren't pressure? there. Yeah. Right. Right. And also less titles on the line doesn't feel like you could just riff and just have fun. Um and the one in Puerto Rico was fun. I will say this too. I know it's been said a million times, but you know, you and I can both admit it. The Bad Bunny entrance was phenomenal. Okay. So I feel very old in the sense that like when they brought in Bad Bunny a couple years it was like during COVID, right? 21, yeah. yeah. And, like, I I have no idea outside of his WWE role who this guy is. I could not say a Bad Bunny you know, song. You know who I had that same effect for, Mandela effect for? Tyson Fury. I had yeah. no idea who he was. Yeah. Like, uh, it's, just, it's just a thing that just makes me feel old because he is a massive, huge star. Uh, mm-hmm. Even, like, Logan Paul, like... I at least know who he is. Like, I don't Social watch media. him on YouTube right. or anything, but I, I've at least heard of him. Like, I had legitimately never heard of Bad Bunny before. And that's not me saying, like, oh, this guy's a nobody. No, the guy's massive. I'm just old now. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, so. But he might be the greatest celebrity wrestler of all time. Maybe. I mean, if we go to the AEW library, Shaq has a nice little tag match there, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> he got a three-star match out of Jade Cargill, man. That's yeah, hard. That might be Jade's best <laughs> match. Was with Shaq. And uh, Red Velvet. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, that was the one where Cody went and put him through the table. Um, yeah, but I watched but no, up I'll... until that match. I, I turned it off yeah. after that match. So that, that was my main event. And that Cody, was a really Cody good show Brock was actually... I actually enjoyed Cody Brock. I did. Um, he hardway bleeds on the tur- exposed turnbuckle, and uh, they, they, you know, Cody's obviously was like calling stuff because Brock was doing spots he doesn't ever do, like bear hugs, mm. and like instead of Germans overhead suplexes, like he was doing things that he doesn't always do. So I could tell that like they did their homework this time. And you know what I think the difference is, and this is why quarantine. I just. It's just something that the quarantine version of AWN the WWE, I, I, I would just rather forget. You know what really set apart the Backlash show and other shows that we've seen in the past from, like, the typical show? The crowd. When the crowd is hot, the show is hot, and then the performers want to perform even better 
because they know that the crowd is like giving them adrenaline. I think that's one of AEW's biggest leg ups they have on WWE is that hot, most yeah. of the, most AEW shows have hot crowds. I mean, there's there's a few dynamites and like rampage and stuff, but that's because they've been there for seven hours by that point. But like for their main yeah. show for dynamite and their pay per views, the crowds are usually pretty hot for that stuff. So. Yeah, and even the area arenas, like for example, they're going back to the Little Caesar Arena in Detroit. That's a big arena. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where the Pistons play and such and such. Red Wings. But, Red Wings, but now they had a double cage, and that thing's a, that thing is massive. So they got a hot crowd for that one. That was a much anticipated match. For I came close to charging the ring when they threw my boy Takeshi out of the <laughs> double ring battle royal. Yeah. Right, and uh, but like they got another one coming, but it's one ring. It's a cage match. Like it might be interesting to see if they can get the same juice. But yeah, I agree with you. Like sometimes those smaller slash intimate arenas, you can get. Um, you can get some really good energy up out of it, and you know, I'm, the funny thing too about that Puerto Rico uh, uh, venue—it's not a big arena. It was just the crowd was on top of everything, mm-hmm. chanting everything, and it, it's awesome. Also, the international markets are—you know—we could probably segue this to London. They are just—they're not untapped markets; they're just thriving markets because people are starved to watch it. What I think is interesting about it, as as we're sitting here talking about it, is I think with WWE right now, at least on social media, like with Twitter, and I watch I watch a lot of TikToks and I see a lot of wrestling TikTok. Mm-hmm. There seems to be a younger generation of fans that don't like, and not to say oh they don't know anything, but they just literally are younger, so they didn't watch it. And yet, at this show, Savio Vega comes out and gets, like, the Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania 18 pop. And he did, I don't think he did anything. I think he literally just stood there. Right? (laughs) Right, he's like Iron Sheik at the Gimmick Battle Royal. (laughs) Well, Carlito, um, Carlito got a huge, like, response. Carlito is a guy that I'm surprised has never come back or really gone anywhere else. Because, like, dude is jacked, super, super muscular right now. Probably looks better now than he did when he was actually... In his WWE WWF run, at what you know, at one point, you know, he used to say, "I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool." At what point did Carlito stare at the mirror in his forties and go, "I am no longer cool"? <laughs> he wakes up every day and spits in his own face. That's <laughs> <laughs> when he realized he didn't know who Bad Bunny was. You know, the funny thing too, I was watching the spot where he spits the apple. It was a good thirty seconds, man. You got some saliva like swimming in there yeah. once you spit it out. Yeah. You know, that's it, that's got to be like a a wet apple spit. Would you rather <laughs> you get face. Andrew, would you rather take a juicy, disgusting loogie full of apple chunks from Carlito or uh, a pizza cutter from Nick Gage? <laughs> I would take the spit. I think I would too. But man, that would be so gross. I less likely less likely well, I would rather get COVID than hepatitis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, hepatitis can actually kill me. <laughs> you're, you're catching something either way. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, you know what London caught? They caught fever. Yeah. All, they caught ticket buying fever. Yeah. Golly. Uh, all in it is really in it. <laughs> in it to win it. Um, let's talk about that in just a second, though, because I mentioned okay. before we came on air, I had a trivia question for you, and you mentioned it briefly. So as always. Perfect time. We are a bi-weekly show. We tape uh, every two weeks. We tape on a Tuesday, drop on a Friday. We've got what we call the Dark Dynamite. I feel like we and should boy, have boy, do we have a good one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this week's Dark Dynamite is a loaded show, and it's highlighted by Kenny Omega and John Moxley in a steel cage at the Little Caesars Arena. Andrew, counting this one, 
Now we're not counting the double cage of blood and guts. Okay. There, there will, this will be the sixth cage match in AEW's history. Can you name the other five? Holy crud. Okay. Um, the first one was Cody and Wardlow. Correct. Young Bucks versus Lucha Brothers. Correct. Jungle Boy versus Luchasaurus at full gear. Correct. Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. Correct. And this Jake last one was the one I thought you might struggle with. <laughs> Jake Hager versus Wardlow? Nope. But it was Wardlow. Wardlow versus Sean Spears. Correct. Yep. I remember that. Because I think he's powerbomb and threw it. Or yep, I remember that. Yeah. That was the that was leading up to double or nothing, uh, apropos. But that was right before the MJF plane thing, you know, yep. that happened. Yeah, yeah. You before know. MJF kinda went on hiatus and worked to the internet and made everyone realize Sean Spears is a doofus. Back when Wardlow <laughs> mattered. I, I don't want to joke around uh, about Spo too much. He's um like Arn Anderson's with him now and um uh, yeah. you know, he's sort of his mouthpiece and he's Cutting some decent promos. Luchasaurus with a new mask is sort of back in the mix. But I saw a twist in the angle where it looks like Christian Cage is basically angling himself a title shot against Warlow, and yeah. Luchasaurus is the insurance policy. Yeah. I, 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 I must have missed that part because I was... Uh, it was at the tail end of a promo. Yeah. Yeah, I must have just not been paying attention because I saw somebody laying out the card today, and they said Luchasaurus and Christian, or Christian and Warlow. I'm like... Wouldn't it be Luchasaurus? Right. Like, oh, actually, Christian said. I'm like, oh, I totally missed that. But he said the person with the title shot is me. That was his gotcha. big like shock at the end of his promo when he walked off. Gotcha. So I guess Luchasaurus is gonna like bring it home for him, kind yeah. of thing. deliver the goods. But this uh this Dark Dynamite uh May 10th, which is uh, tomorrow as we're talking, uh in Detroit is loaded. So we got Kenny and Moxie in the cage. We got Ray that will be great. Yep, you know, got... there's blood and guts. This is gonna be blood and blood. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. They saw Brock bleed, and they're like, all right, let's step it up God. a notch. <laughs> John, John Moxley might need a transfusion live on, on here. But, but seriously, like, even the exploding one that everybody poo-poos on because of the ending, and rightfully so. Oh, yeah, the match was um, great, though. match is fantastic. Yeah. You know, I really hope Tony doesn't do the thing that I think he's going to do. Like, actually blow it up this time. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, just blow up the entire arena. Yeah, he might just... <laughs> uh, we've got that match. We've got Ray Phoenix taking on Claudio in a double Jeopardy match. Yeah, so uh, the loser has to defend their title against them. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Anna JAS uh, taking on Julia Hart in a no-holds-barred match, which uh, that's what it's been building to for a little while, so a little bit of a blow-off on Dynamite. Right. Uh, and then uh, I think this one could be fun. Orange Cassidy going for what? Is this his twenty-first title defense now against I Daniel think Garcia? So yeah, he had beaten Bandito in a really probably the best match I've seen. Mm-hmm. Yep, in the W the last two weeks. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, House of Black taking on Bandito and Best Friends, and the House of Black have like a new like rules, like they ha- like almost like Ravens rules, but the House of Black o- rules. It's called Open House. Now let me tell you, there was yeah. nothing scarier when I was in school than Open House. <laughs> I had to hang out. Not only did I had to hang out with the people, like, in the den, like, the school den, you know, like, for example, like, you couldn't be alone in the house. Sure. So they bring you, and then the parents would basically talk to all the parents. It was basically a parent-teacher meeting. Yeah. And they would bring them. But here's the thing. You would have to hang out in this small room with everybody else, Uh including other grades. And then you had to meet these people that you hate in school's parents. 
<laughs> it's like, ah, that's why this kid sucks. So, cute. <laughs> so yeah, open house, very scary. But this one, I don't know how scary this is going to be. Basically, like, we don't get called for disqualifications, and we can interfere, and such yeah. and such and such. Yeah. Raven's rules, I guess, is way of yeah, saying. Yeah, that's the closest thing I could think of, is sort yeah. of, you know. That's why Goldberg's going to come in and win the trio's belts. Yeah. <laughs> Blow that off. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, it's going to be a loaded card. I think it's going to be a great show. I unfortunately will be not attending live, Aww. Uh, which is a bummer. I was there for the first time, and it was great. But uh, I work tomorrow night, and then I'm headed out of town very early Thursday morning, so I just I can't make it work. How could you let things like life get in the way of watching wrestling? Well, maybe I can go to Rampage on the 12th. Oh, wait, that's being taped. <laughs> <laughs> For now, Lord knows where Rampage is once we like get all our ducks in a row. Well, Tony Khan gets all his ducks in a row. Yeah, so that's one of the biggest news items that has dropped in the past couple weeks. We did our draft uh, last week. We should have drafted the ancillary shows. Well, I guess we shouldn't have because... We were talking about how they would be feeders. Well, yeah. Tony Khan canceled our feeder show yeah so we've got no dark no elevation and rampage is going to continue to exist but essentially be even more meaningless than ever before um yeah pretty it'll be like wcw saturday night was yeah. like once nitro and thunder happened basically right, right. which i mean i get it like I understand that they're never going to do a good number on there, and some of that is Tony Khan's own fault. Like, he made it clear that Dynamite was the show that mattered, and once you make that clear, it's hard to get the fans to care. Um, but I do think that sometimes when you stop caring about a show, I also think of, like, Shotgun Saturday Night and stuff. Sometimes there's some really fun stuff when it seems oh like my nobody God. cares what anyone's doing, so they just And do it's what usually non wrestling related. Right. Like, like I'll tell you one on Thunder. This is, it's dumb, okay? I remember when Kevin Nash was on commentary shitting all over everything when he <laughs> wasn't the booker anymore. That was great. Yeah. I even mean, though it had nothing to do with wrestling. Yeah, like, I mean, Shotgun Saturday Night had some really cool stuff. Uh, I feel like there were some Sunday Night Heat runs after, like, Sunday Night. Remember when Sunday Night Heat was a really big deal for a minute? Yeah. I remember CM Punk had a match against Val Venus. Yeah, so just, like, yeah, random stuff like that. And I think yeah. we might already be seeing like the future of rampage in the we got the firm deletion um mm -hmm. and if that's where you know rampage is just like hey let's just try new stuff i think it could become like a little niche thing that like a core part of the audience really digs is almost like their favorite part of the product Right, and we don't know if Tony Khan listens to the show, but clearly Tony Khan listens to Steve Willie because Steve Willie was the one who said that Dark and Dark Elevation just need to be eliminated entirely, and right. Ring of Honor replaces it. Well, lo days behold, later, they're gone. To be truthful, as a recapper, I am not. I am not against it. You know, it <laughs> yeah. did seem like a little bit of overflow, uh, especially if Elevation and at some moments dark because they weren't always at Universal Studios. When you tape a lot of that for these venue events like the the Dynamite Rampage, so if you have Dynamite Rampage and then Elevation and Dark on top of it, that's a lot of wrestling, yeah, dude. And I don't do. know if a lot of fans have the patience for that anymore. Even a hot crowd. So let me ask you this, Andrew. Since you're the expert on Elevation and Dark, mm -hmm. who on the roster would you say are the big losers in losing Dark and Elevation? Oh, God. Um, so, the ones that I just saw all the time... Even, here's the thing. Ring, Ring of Honor, we're going to see a lot of like the same people. So, I think people like Lee Moriarty, who was also in the firm deletion, uh, Willow Nightingale, she just had yeah. a dynamite match against um, 
gosh, I think it was Soraya. Um, yep, yep Soraya beat her last week. They're going to be fine because they're moving on up. But at this moment, those people that were on Dark, like people like, um, like Harley Cameron and mm. Slim J and Angelico, those people are in trouble. Like yeah. I think those are the ones that either you're either going to be enhancement talent or you're going to be forgotten. Like Joey Janela was sort of in the dark part of the of the AEW universe, and he wound up just kind of like stepping away and doing his own thing, which is fine. Um, but you could tell when you're getting kind of pegged into that role. And there were definitely, I mean, Jordan, I can't remember all the names, but there were definitely a, a set of people where they were just mainly, like, their main role was just doing dark, dark elevation, the occasional rampage. And, you know, unless they get a push, you might not see them as much anymore, or you might see them on rampage if they repackage that. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Sure, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think there's definitely some guys who are probably like, ah, oh, man, we were, we were, Hitting all those tapings, you know, and they know they're yeah not they get a they get a payday a per diem right, right and they know they're not going to be on TV so uh, for that like lower rung it's probably uh, kind of stinks but for like you know just the casual audience I don't think it's a big hit uh, I do think it's interesting that they dump it just because you know we're the age of content 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 um, so even if it's just for YouTube I'm surprised they cut it right. Know? Right, like, and that that leads to a, a bigger topic that I, we don't have to, like, dive too far into because I don't think there are details about the, the TV deal yet. Um, there are clearly signs that it's going in that direction based off of the dark, dark elevation cancellations. Um, like, but have you ever heard of a phrase in, in media called streamlining? Have you ever yes. heard of that? Oh, yeah. This is what, this is, so, I mean, I, I'm sure people who are listening, all ten of them, know, <laughs> know what I it bet. means, but... <laughs> but basically, it's like getting your ducks in a row, getting your affairs in order, you know, cutting the fat. And that's what this is. This is streamlining. This is them putting their package together for Warner Discovery and saying, hey, this is the content we have. Would it, can we make it your while, worth your while to put it all together along with the new show that's coming out called Collision? Still a lot of question marks around that one. And if we put all this together, Collision... Dynamite, which is an established, highly rated program on cable and Rampage, would you like this? And they would, and I guess the answer is, yeah, we would like this, but we wanted this exclusive to us, so you need to cut the YouTube shows. Sure. And I guess that's what happened. Right. I and Ring of Honor is, is outside of that because that's a subscription plan, and it's a different banner. It's not AEW per se. And there will always be speculation on the AEW end as opposed to like WWE because AEW is private. WWE's public, and they really kind of have to answer for why they make decisions like this. When they yeah, and and is. you know what's ironic, Jordan, is that they're in the same boat now. Their money, their revenue numbers. Huh, I don't even want to think about it. What they're going to get in the in the summer, but um, yeah, they're about to get a big fat deal too. Long story yeah, short. Oh yeah, I think I think both companies are going to get some some nice paychecks from uh, from TV companies in the next. And it rolls years. back down. It rolls back down. Yep. The wrestlers are going to get paid too. Yep, I agree. So I I mean I hope. But uh, anyways, uh, speaking of big paydays, I think the biggest thing, the biggest news topic of the past couple of weeks has been um, all in it. <laughs> all in it. Uh, tickets went on sale like a pre-sale. And I think everybody yeah. and their mom made predictions and very few people got it right because this thing is blowing up bigger than Bad Bunny in a Puerto Rico wrestling <laughs> event. <laughs> Or I, dude, you want to hear how popular Bad Bunny is just to show how old we both are? He headlined Coachella twice. Yeah. 
he, they had two nights at Coachella. He headlined both of them. So you know <laughs> what really opened my eyes about his stardom is that somebody put online it said, "Bad Bunny wrestling in a pay per view is like the equivalent of if Michael Jackson wrestled Shawn Michaels in 1993." <laughs> 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 Which Can do you, you think Michael Shawn Jackson would have been a good? Selling. Yeah, do you think Michael Jackson would have been a good wrestler? I feel like. I feel like he would have been like a, a high flyer, you know, right? Well, dude, he could do all those submissions. Like, imagine if imagine if someone was trying to like put him in a full Nelson, and he just leaned <laughs> <laughs> like a smooth criminal. <laughs> oh my gosh, we need we need Michael Jackson <laughs> fantasy booking. I'm trying to think of a spot where he could just moonwalk away. You want to hear like... a funny? You want to hear a really funny factoid? So the um, I don't remember the name. Uh, I think the name of the uh, the club, the soccer club that Sahid and Tony Khan own is called Fulham. Fulham, yep. So the rumor is that other than Wembley Stadium, that stadium was the one smaller though was the one that they were thinking about putting it in. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Okay. Well, they had a statue of Michael Jackson. Oh. They had to remove it after the. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they had a statue of Michael Jackson. They were the only one that had a statue of Michael Jackson outside of their uh, outside of the stadium, and they had to get rid of it. But um, real but quick, yeah, not real in, quick, they're not there. Yeah. Tony, if you're listening, uh, have Ricky Stark start doing that Michael Jackson smooth criminal lean forward out of a, yeah, he's, out of a full. He's done. Spot. He's done feuding with a. Uh, Juice Robinson. I do. I will say this. I've seen it in some of the packages that they had when they were uh, feuding. I do like the part where it said, "I'm sure you've seen the meme where Juice Robinson says, ask and you shall receive, sweet boy.'" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love. I do like Juice. I do like Juice. Him and Jay White. Yeah. Um, it's still kind of going on, but Ricky did get the win over him on Dynamite. But back to London. So the thing is, like, I don't remember which one you said. I want to say you said over fifty. I said tops forty five thousand. Yeah, I certainly it, did not say seventy to eighty thousand, which is I that think, it's touching seventy. I don't think it'll get to eighty. Yeah, I, listen, but we also thinking I might be wrong again. Yeah, they also <laughs> yeah. haven't announced a match yet. You know, like oh, and it, they don't even know if it's a pay per view. I do not think it's a pay per view. I think it's going to be on Max. Yeah, well, I think I, I mean we've got the upfronts coming up this month sometime. I don't know the dates, and I think yeah, that's, that's I think that's when they'll announce it. You know, yeah. all the studio stuff. but Yeah, agree. Yeah. And then, then they got all out a week later. I mean, it's going to be a heck of a summer for AEW. Um, so just just a few thoughts as, as Marks, or as MGF would call us, fucking Marks. Yeah. Um, like, were you proud? Like, when you heard, wow, this thing is, like, going over, like, hotcakes. Like, this is going to be a really big deal for them. This is going to be their biggest gate in forever. This might be their... This might be their iconic moment to show we have arrived. Like, were you happy to see that? Well, yeah, I, I was thrilled because, like, you know, obviously we sit here and we talk about it. And, like, we go to our little corners. Like, like wrestling Twitter, there's a lot of, exist. like, but there's a <laughs> lot of banter. But also it seems like it's, like, the same 70 people sometimes. Do you know what I mean? 
mm-hmm. like like you wonder how small the core is and how big it is and you see like and then it's like okay do people even outside of this little world even know AEW exists because it's like coke it's not even coke versus pepsi like i love AEW but they're not in the stratosphere of the WWE in terms of name recognition no they're more like sprite right i wouldn't even yeah. say, like even like i wouldn't even say like starry have you seen the new brand new pop i have with kiki palmer like inhaling an entire person right, <laughs> right. it's like it's like coke versus starry i think right now you know <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, I... but so to see such an overwhelming like it just shows that wrestling is I think wrestling's hot right now and I think that extends beyond AEW I think W to their credit WWE post WrestleMania have had big like ticket yeah. sales for almost all their shows I think SummerSlam is already at 40,000 in Detroit Yeah and and listen Andrew I am not a fan of the guy like in terms of the character or watching him on TV but I think this whole boom that we're leaning into, I think Cody Rhodes gets a lot of the credit. Um, okay. Like Cody and, and, and the Bucks and Kenny really going off on their own and betting on themselves and getting this whole AEW thing rolling, I think that helped kickstart WWE's business. I think I think this boom period we're leaning are into. You saying, are you saying Dave Meltzer is responsible for the new boom in wrestling? <laughs> no, the guy that tweeted at him is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I actually got in touch with him one time. Oh, that's cool. Uh, he he's just a normal. He does the anniversary. Every time his anniversary pops up, he shows up and starts responding to people. He's just a normal guy. He's just like, a dude who's just like, I just had a question. That's all. <laughs> yeah, it's like you talked about how small the community really isn't for you know wrestling Twitter. It's like, yeah, like they're just people, man. Right. Like I talk to Andrew Zarian sometimes on DMs just for fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I talk sometimes. I'll talk to the guy at WrestleTix. Um, the thing with WrestleTix is that um, it was a London show, so their website is a little different. So it was harder to get a grasp of like the seat chart. What's it looking like? What's available? Right. It came clear by the sale date after the pre-sale date had like what forty thousand pre-sales already and then you saw the trolls pop up almost immediately wow how many tickets did they really buy it's like <laughs> tony bought them himself <laughs> it's like dude they're pre-sale tickets like right? these are people who put these tickets out there so that they can throw them in the second market for twice as much money because they know the demand is ridiculously high is... when you have a good pre-sale that means you're on fire yeah, that is just you the know? weirdest thing to me that i like i don't think i'll ever understand it and as somebody who goes on twitter i i need to just start muting these people when i see them like i do not understand the dedicated trolls who are like i have to spend all of my time making sure aew is disparaged like but at can all you costs. Can, can you give can i give you my hot take though on the business side for AEW on this one hmm, sure i don't think they expected the turnout either because their original c chart was not that yeah, they started expanding it halfway through the first day because they realized, holy shit, we're gonna sell this place out, which is awesome, you know. Yeah, um, of course. And it's it's funny because you compare it to here. Like, if we didn't have Wembley, we'd probably be talking about how Dynamite's ratings were way down. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the NBA playoffs, so it doesn't bother. I don't think it's anything to be concerned about. How Double or Nothing hasn't sold out. You know, yeah, <laughs> so in, Las, in Las Vegas, yeah. But yet, I think once we hit the summer and we see like the Forbidden Door and all this stuff, that sold out. Yeah, I yep. think we're just gonna see this wave of big old crowds that are super hot, and it's gonna be pretty fun to watch. You know. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, they crowd, also they got to make they a got that Canada yeah. tour. They've got a they got the Chicago show in the uh, um, in the United Center. That I don't know where the ticket sales are on that one, but once people start getting the idea that Punk's probably going to be there and it's going to be a kickoff to something that they haven't revealed yet, once that starts to unfoil, once we get to June. Then I think the tickets are going to start flying for that one. So here, yeah, yeah. Here's a question, just off the cuff. Mm-hmm. WWE does big, big business in Puerto Rico. Massive, like, well, yeah. I mean, the crowd itself wasn't massive. They packed the arena, but it wasn't a big arena. But a rabid crowd. I guess that's the word I was trying to think of. Like a really hot. Crowd. Did you say a rabid crowd? <laughs> a bunny like crowd. Big, like a bunny crowd. <laughs> Yeah, the no, they were on, they were on fire. They were, dude, they were cheering Selena Vega. Right. So, okay, so you got that. I think the 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 Wembley crowd is going to be just as nuts. What's another location that WWE or AEW that needs to like target internationally or out of the ordinary? Can I? Do you have one in the back of your mind when you talk well, about I that? Well, I saw Dave Meltzer ask the question, and he gave a response. Okay, I want to hear. I'll, I'll hear names. He said Australia. Okay, which I think is okay. interesting. That's nothing I would have thought of. I, I'll give you one. Okay, Japan. Yeah, that was a thought I had too. I know Japan's culture is, you know, they don't clap as much and they're more respectful. But I've seen. I remember seeing a raw in Japan, and the crowd was pretty on fire. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. I wonder if they they would have that sort of emotional release. You right. know, yeah, in Japan, not not like a New Japan show in America. I mean, an American show in Japan. I just wonder if that would like, like, like. Let me give you an example. You watch those FMW ones; those crowds are hot. Like those oh, yeah. crowds love what they're watching. I don't know if they can touch that again because that was the 1990s. But I'd be interested to see what they would think of AEW. Yeah. By the way, do you remember a couple episodes ago we were talking about Rinka King and all that stuff? Yes, in India. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was like trying to think of the name of the guy. <laughs> yeah. As soon as we got off, I I asked. I can't remember if it was Chad or Steve, and they knew the answer like immediately. Who was it? Ah, uh, I forgot again. <laughs> <laughs> this is the running gag of the show. We're just gonna keep forgetting the name of this dude who was Rinka King. <laughs> right. He was in Rinka King, and it, it was Power Power Udi, I think was his name. Do you remember that guy? Is that Wheeler Yuta's dad, Power Yuta? <laughs> Power Yuta, Wheeler Yuta, yeah. Did you hear Daniel, uh, oh, I almost did it, Brian Danielson, did you hear him call him a little bitch <laughs> on the promo? I think what happened is John Masu was going to Japan and um, for his first show that I think he was headlining. Am I right about that, or is that was in the United States? I forget. I don't know. I something Mosley was with a bunch of Japan was it was some Japanese affiliated promotion for some show. Um, Steve knows what I'm talking about, but I think that they weren't there, so they just taped a promo. Is what I think happened. Got it. With all of them. Got it. And Daniel, and then Brian Danielson called himself better than Bret Hart. And you know what? Yeah. I think he had a point. <laughs> Dude, I think you're right. You know, like yeah, it's close. It, it, obviously, you know, as fans who've been watching for a long time, like, oh, okay, I know that's in the, that's said for a reason, and you you immediately think of like FTR, probably, right? Yeah. Um, so there might be something going there, but even if he just said it, eh, he's probably right. <laughs> like body work, yeah. it's close. I mean, Brett wrestled until the wheels fell off in WCW. He he wrestled consistently, like wow, like what twenty years? Or, yeah, yeah. 
very close. I mean, uh, his body works pretty great, and I love, I freaking love Brett. But um, well, yeah. the tough thing about guys like Brett is, you know, their early career pre WWF and even like Stampede and stuff, a lot of that footage is lost. Whereas nowadays, I don't think we're ever going to see moving forward lost footage of anyone. No, I mean the know? the only the only footage I wish we would lose are these house shows because they got two, <laughs> they got two coming up for AEW. There's one in um Corbin, Kentucky. Corbin, Kentucky. Don't know where that is. Yep. Uh, and then and then Salem, Virginia, the next night uh, on the 13th. Okay. So two house shows coming up. Gotcha. I wish. Do you think we're gonna? Do you think we're gonna get that uh, that awesome uh, Anna J. Uh, Doctor Britt Baker match again, <laughs> dude? <laughs> you know, I mentioned how there's the how there's Twitter trolls. Sometimes they've got a lot of ammunition. That's all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, I mean, you know, we're kind of looking forward. We sort of look back a little bit, you know, since we do tape shows every two weeks. Like we're not a recap show, but. Um, I feel like we're in a we're in a t- uh, a slow build to double or nothing. For like it's sure. still a couple weeks away, but it's like man, it feels like not a lot is progressing. And when I think of non-progressing, the biggest one that comes to my mind is the Outcast storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like every week is exactly the same freaking thing, man. Yes. Um, but it just feels like outside of the the four pillars main event, I think that's the only official match for. And that nothing. one, they kind of dragged out for a good while too. They put in this side story involving like, yeah, like Sammy, Darby, Darby yeah. and Jungle Boy don't get along with one another, and then the other one is uh, Sammy and MJF yeah. are best friends. Did you see, did you see MJF's? I think it was his elbow pad where it's like, "I love Sammy." <laughs> <laughs> I saw that after the fact, but yeah. that was pretty good. Was um, yeah, they had some funny things. I just thought. The only thing is it made Sammy look like a cuckold, and yeah. I understand it's a story. But there was this one little promo. I don't know if you saw it. It was Ty Conti basically trying to talk sense into him, mm-hmm. and I kind of liked it. Yeah. Like, I kind of liked it. It was like it tried to put the humanity in it. Like, if you watch the the all-access stuff, Sammy just seems like a normal, like, dirty guy it who worked at Subway. I wonder if they're going to try to make him a baby face. And I, don't I know think if they, so, too. I don't know if they could. Like, this crowd just does not seem willing to get behind him. <laughs> it's hard to get the Spanish God to be a likable right. character. Right. I agree. Here's the problem. And this has been my problem with Sammy Guevara from the start. As a wrestler, his style is pure white meat baby face. When he is yep. on a roll trying to, like, like when he was feuding with Cody and Cody was dipping into heel stuff. When he was feuding with, um, I'm trying to think of, uh, when he uh, beat Miro for the title. And Miro was a heel. That... That's Sammy at its best. Like yeah. I love that Sammy Guevara, you know. But the but the character version, he's obnoxious, he's brash, he's a dick. Here's this sort of fourth wall breakage where people know he gets in fights with people, so people think he's a jerk. It's weird. And everyone but knows I, the, like the story behind how him and Ty Conti got together. Like he basically right. left his fiance, and they've joked about that too. Did you see this one where Jim Cornette was trying to shit on Jungle Boy because? of a con appearance that he had where he was, like, not, like, talking much. I mean, come on, guys. Like, Seriously. Jim Cornette, like, not even welcome back at most cons, like... <laughs> yeah, I heard, you know, I heard had a, had a moment like that. It was, who was... Oh, it was um, Melina. I heard Melina kind of had a moment at one of these cons, but... Uh, I heard about Rick Steiner uh, harassing a... Oh, yes, I heard that, too. I am Which, not even going there. Did it feel like they just got their foot back in the WWE door, and then he's like, how about I slam it shut? 
<laughs> what an idiot. Yeah, he even, I remember he even did, well, he did one of the dumbest segments I've ever seen on NXT where he was tied up by Joe Gacy. But um, we're not even going there. But uh, yeah, and Scott was like, dude, you're ruining my push. Like, I only got a few, I only got a few years left. Um, by the way, Roger Strong's in AEW now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was I don't like know, are they those... calling him Roddy, Roderick or are they calling him Roddy? They I, call I don't him Roderick. Know. It was okay, funny okay. because like, his music hit. And they, they showed his logo, but mm-hmm. no one knew what the logo stood for until his name popped up. And then they're like, oh, okay, that's who it is. You know? Yeah, that, that happened with Soraya. When when the music played, people were like, who's that? And well, then all of a sudden, it popped up and was like, oh, shit. First, you <laughs> see the R and the S, I'm like, is Sean Ross Sap all elite? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they just signed Will Washington from Fightful as like right? um, like higher up type right? of person. I saw yeah. that. So uh, Tony's got a so, com- you know, combat Nick Khan's army of yeah. Tony's got a combat Nick Khan's army of reporters. Like they're gonna get they're gonna get Sean. They're gonna get Zarian. They're gonna get Melter makes more money than Tony. I'm sorry, but <laughs> yeah, Melter like, will be the the last holdout. People think that he leaves that room messy on purpose. He leaves that room messy because hidden under the floorboards is his freaking bars of gold, bars of gold. <laughs> from all the subscribers right. oh, since the 1980s like he ain't spent his church money yeah it's um, clear he hasn't bought any new clothes since then so. <laughs> <laughs> no but um he's been on top of it with the stories about the ticket sales and um what we just don't know is like here's one thing we do know based off of the turnout of the forbidden door ticket sales the all-out ticket sales with all in ticket sales and what has to be a decent turnout for all out is that they're gonna have to deliver something big yeah. and we talked about this i think two episodes ago where for double or nothing i don't think they need to hit a home run and yeah. clearly booking it that way right which is okay yeah like i mean the, the four pillars match will be good but i don't think there's any doubt to even the most casual viewer, like MJF's not going to lose the title. Um, no, I outside don't think of so. like a big debut, I don't. I think it's just kind of a pattern pay per view. Like, hey, we're in a holding pattern. We got bigger stuff coming. We just got to get from here to I th- there. I think the BCC and the Elite can have a fun brawl. I yes. think that might yes. be something that we haven't seen yet. I'm sure it'll be fed off of whatever happens in the main event of this upcoming yeah. Dynamite. I still f- firmly believe that Takeshita and Don Callis are going to side with the BCC. It's just a matter of, does it happen on the Dark Dynamite, and we're talking about it after it's already happened, or does it happen at Double or Nothing? That's... Yeah, I, I do want to make one complaint about that part, is that the Takeshita one where they were doing the whole thing with the fake heel turn, and then BCC turns on Takeshita, and then th- uh, spikes him in the face, I thought that went way too fast. Like, I, I don't know why, but there are some stories where they seem to be trying to like accelerate it for the sake of trying to get like the storyline in line with the the pay-per-view whereas for the four pillars stuff i feel like it's actually been paced pretty nicely where it's like we we're not in a rush let's take our time whereas this bcc elite stuff feels like they're jumping like they're warp speed into this so that they can get to this point of this long story short i just wish they would take a beat sometimes sure you know as we talk about booking it made me think of something are you still watching all access or or no I, I haven't watched the last two, unfortunately. So have you seen – it's a scene with Tony and Sammy talking, and you see Tony Khan's no, booking I haven't seen notebook. that one yet. Okay. No, I haven't, and I heard about it, but yeah. I didn't see it. It's interesting. Like, And what's cool, like, what's kind of refreshing as a fan is like, okay, so this guy's got a lot of stuff penciled out. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, this, this, this. And he's, so it's like he's got a lot laid out, 
but it yes. almost feels like it's so laid out that a lot of people feel like, oh, they're just they don't book anything. I think it's almost the opposite where he doesn't have any room to adjust based off of reactions. You know, like, okay, this yes. this program's super hot, we've gotta change it. Like it almost feels the opposite of like the general criticism of him that he's not booking. I almost feel like he's booked too far ahead to when crowds mm-hmm. get hot or acts get hot. Well, remember he had that big he he liked to brag about the fact that he knew who his first I think four champions were going to be. Right. Um until we got to a point where it's like, yeah, okay, now what? You know, and then you start seeing more freelancing the TNT title. Lord knows like I I said this already to you, but you cannot convince me that they had this in mind of like, oh yeah, we're going to hot potato it to this this this. Oh, this. Yeah. No, well, I don't believe that for a three reigns and four, two months. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that for a second. Look, listen, I'll be I'll be transparent. I am obsessive compulsive. So when I see things like that, it's like, wow, that looks kind of weird. But it's like, yeah, but for that person, it's normal. Sure. And maybe for Tony's organization of what he feels is a huge you know, a huge ambitious thing that 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 makes sense to him. And if it doesn't fit into the notebook, then it doesn't make the show. Like, I remember a lot of beats where some people on promos would say, I know they're going to get mad at me for going over time because like until they have this release valve of what will, I guess, be collision. My, I have a theory about that. that I'll tell you later about collision, but let's just stay on point here with Tony. It's like, they're, the, until they really spill over this other stuff, uh, this other like main roster content to other things, there's so much to pack in. Like, yes. it's got to be stressful. Yeah, yeah, it has um, to. Be. I mean, there's so many guys that you know he's a fan of. Like, and I mean that's his biggest criticism that the roster's bloated and he just keeps signing. That's guys. my criticism. Yes. Yeah. Um, which it's it's a weird situation. Like, should he not be signing great talent? I get it. I get. It's damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like, you know. Yeah, um, and you don't want to deep push something too quickly. Right. right. I, I think the guys that he really values that, like, are sort of suffering from his, well, I've got this booked out. I think Swerve is probably the biggest one. You still see Swerve used, so I think it's clear that Tony thinks very highly of him, but because mm-hmm. of the way he books, it's kind of like Swerve is getting paused and paused again and paused again, you know. Um, yeah. So. Like, like for example, like Samoa Joe, the first two tries with them as a character didn't really work out great. Sure. Then he has a few with Darby Allen, and he kind of found his mojo again. Yeah. But they used it as like, yeah, but we're going to get the belt back on Warlow because that was the plan all along, and I want to push Warlow. It's like, yeah, but you're killing the heat of Joe who just seemed to be finding his footing again, and you're sort of shooting yourself in the foot. You know, but again, like, it depends on what they think of Ring of Honor. Like, Ring of Honor according to Time Warner Discovery, is not an entity. But if you look at the roster, it's the same fucking roster. Right. You know, it's like, it's just going to be taped during a, before a different show other than Dynamite. You know, it's just, right. uh, like, I just don't understand, like, what they think deserves a push and doesn't deserve a push. And if they think putting in a Ring of Honor means that it has become an established act, because I'm going to be real, that doesn't mean it's an established act. No, not to the general viewing audience. Not even on Rampage. Right. It I, has to be established on TNT or TBS. And I think the simple solution to that is something that WWE excels at is video packages. Like, 
we, we've mm-hmm. talked about this before. This is kind of a, like a retread of a conversation, whereas WWE holds your hand too much. AEW expects too much of you. In the sense yeah, they're of, like zooming ahead and telling you, follow me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They just think if you're watching, you know everything that's happened and you will catch every reference. Um, which I think is cool for those of us who do catch those references. Like, oh, I get that. You know, like the, the Leonardo DiCaprio pointed at the screen gif. You know, like, <laughs> uh, right. But. You know, there are times where it's like, man, okay, this they haven't talked about this in Dynamite for three weeks. Like, give us a refresher, even if it's forty seconds long. Yes. Boom. You know, tell us why these guys hate each other because we. No, there is such thing as the quote running, rolling, uh, going through the motions. Right. We we see that a lot in WWE, oh, where it's no. like, oh my god, like, can we please move ahead with this? this like, is, yeah, this is horrible news, Andrew. I've got a Michael Jordan Funko Pop figure. And it just broke as I'm sitting here recording. It, was it was it general manager Michael Jordan or player Michael Jordan? <laughs> Birmingham Baron Michael Jordan. <laughs> oh, well, that makes sense. <laughs> no, it's like uh, he, he's like in the air dunking and he's got like this little plastic thing. I found a Twitter account where I don't know how they pulled this off, but they have one of those. How do they do those long form videos on their posts? I don't get it. How did they pull that off? On what? Like like the 51 hour plus type of video. How did they do that? How did they crunch it? Yeah, no clue. Entire Jordan games. Wow. Entire Bulls Jordan games. And I'm like, oh, it's called the Jordan Rules. It's got a blue check mark. Thanks, Elon. Man, but, I, used uh, to, I used to like throw the VCR in and set the time to record the Bulls games back in the 90s, man. Wow. No, what, the way I rediscovered it, I mean, I always love Mike, but um, I know we're getting off topic. Like, there was a... There was a YouTube uploader named 4Emily23, which is ironic because that's my wife's yeah. name. <laughs> He had all of them, wow. all of them. and it's like, oh man! It was only—it was not the whole game. It was—it was pretty much the best stuff, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, thank you, Jesus! Like, and I just watch it now. I can watch NBA TV with like a with a digital ID, and I could literally like watch every NBA Finals game. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's you cool. know, I was pretty lucky as a kid. I got to see a lot of Bulls games because we had we lived close enough to Chicago that we got WGN. So, are you going to be there for the 2029 Finals when uh the Victor, Di- Victor the Pistons? Pistons? Yeah, the the Detroit Women Yama, the Victor Women Yama led Pistons get there. Yeah, take on Bron and Bronny. <laughs> Ron and Bronny. Bronny's going to USC. I saw that. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, so you know, they so. they got the bag. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, but no, like, yeah, I the storylines are kind of like some are going a little fast, some are going a little short. I will say this: I don't think it's gonna blow off at um double or nothing. I thought the firm deletion where the Hardy compound thing. I thought it was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, speaking of kind of fun and speaking of storylines, can we talk about the best storyline going in the company right now? What's that? Uh, Mark Briscoe sort of being manipulated into working with Jeff Jarrett and Satnam Singh and Jarrett and Satnam and <laughs> Jay Lethal went and visited Mark no, but I'll t- chicken farm. I don't know about that, but I'll tell you about the <laughs> I'll tell you about the best segment I thought you just said it. Uh, it was that chicken farm vignette. That was some funny shit. So, so good, man. That is worse. Like, so Papa Briscoe shows up. He's like, you gotta get rid of those nincompoops. And he's in the, especially those two in the overalls. And Mark Briscoe takes a beat and looks at him and goes, which one? <laughs> the best part is when he says that Sanjay Dutt is doing like this do-si-do <laughs> Like, with this, such gusto, <laughs> he's so happy to be dancing around in his overalls. <laughs> it is so dumb, but I love it, man. Yeah. I, I, dude, anytime you can get those sports entertainers, like, listen, 
anybody can crap on me for picking Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett six in my draft. I think I have. I think I'm gonna make it work. <laughs> oh man, it is. I love to to be wrong, Jeff Jarrett. Like when he came in, I was like, Bleh. and he has been so entertaining. You so know why? In my opinion, he doesn't force it. Yep, he doesn't force it. He lets the crowd come to him. You know, he just does his routine. You like it? Great. If you don't? Okay, I'll bow out. Well, fans like it. Yep. You yep. know, he actually beat Dax Harwood in a match. Yeah, and they're headed into a feud with, with FTR, which should be a really solid match, you know? I don't um, think they'll win the titles, though. Just same oh, as yeah, the no, world no title. Way. I don't no see way. a change. You know? No way. Uh, and that's... I can see Luchasaurus winning it off of, or uh, Christian Cage, I'm sorry, winning it off of Wardlow. I can actually well, see Well, yeah, I mean, Wardlow can win the title. He just can't ever seem to defend it. <laughs> right, um, but yeah, and then um, there was one good title match. I kind, uh, I'll ask you if you thought it was good. Um, the Jay Cargill Taya Valkyrie match. Did you like it? Uh, I mean, it's hard to say like it. It was fine. It was at least something for Jade. I thought like, was, she had to be, like Jade had to beat her with a roll through. Yeah, I thought it was a little weird. That it was like, oh, Taya can't use her move, and then she kept. Tr- Trying to do it, she just—I thought she looked stupid. Mm-hmm. I thought Taya looked stupid, you know. Yeah, well, she's suspended now, so she's stupid and suspended. <laughs> is that—is that legit? Suspension that is um, that is the kayfabe. Oh, that okay. he's suspended for almost for for trying to put the finisher on Aubrey Edwards Got because it. she was angry that she lost. Oh, okay. right. Yeah. Um, and then that big match that they had to open the Dynamite in Baltimore that had Cole Strong. Cassidy and Bandito against uh, JAS. I thought that was okay. Yeah, that was fine. Um, I think we finally hit the point where there are nothing but diminishing returns for the Jericho Appreciation Society. Like I think, I think going to Collision might be a blessing in disguise to get that group off of TV. And maybe, yeah, the rumor maybe pull is that a couple of them off of off of that. Group. The rumor is that you know we we like to talk about the Hulk Hogan political chess um because he was the master i think jericho is pulling one off right now where he's like you know i'll work with cm punk i'll make some peace i'm the leader of the locker so he's basically like oh well i can feud with adam cole on dynamite and feud with cm punk on the new show wow like i, I can have the best of both worlds but jericho is not a guy who i think is trying to like scoop everyone's heat i don't see him that way i just think he's looking at it as he's advantageous hey. advantageous i think is the word. he's advantageous yeah that's a good way yeah. of saying advantageous it. chris jericho <laughs> a chris jericho cm punk storyline cool awesome like i'll go for it man yeah i mean like when you think about obviously i think obviously if you say cm punk is coming back i think everyone's going to be like oh put him with ftr against the elite well, that ain't happening, you know. <laughs> no, that's so. the story. The story is that because CM Punk is showing up at places yeah. randomly. I heard he was playing cards at the freaking Impact thing. I heard he was at GCW blading, uh, e- eating pizza with Nick Gage. You know, like he's on the where, apology tour, Andrew. Like uh, I heard he was at Smoky Mountain. No, <laughs> he would never go to Smoky Mountain wrestling. <laughs> I heard he did a he did a brief intro on the art of wrestling with Cole Cabana. <laughs> But for some reason, for I mean, you and I can rampantly speculate. We're good at that. He's just showing up randomly locker to the locker room, saying, "Hey guys, what's up?" Uh, and trying to make amends, pretty much. Yeah, it's. I think with Punk, I think the guy, in terms of being a wrestler, he's always working, and so 
obviously he's smart enough to know that news is out, he's coming back, he's going to be in collision, blah, blah, blah. So what's he do? He starts kind of popping up here and there, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just to keep his name out there. I think it's all calculated. He didn't just decide to go to Impact. This so let me ask you this. Do you think Tony's in on it? Do you think this is a car wash, which is a media term for basically making the rounds to get buzz for people? Uh, whether he's in on it in the sense of his his idea, I don't know. But I feel like if I feel like he learned his lesson from All Out, to where he would step in and say, "No, can't do this." If don't burn bridges, yeah, yeah. yeah. So now the WWE one was risky. That's one where I'm like, "All right, Phil, what are you doing here?" And like, right. like right. now supposedly, it, I think we kind of joked about it on the draft episode, but like. It seemed like it went okay until um, the 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 old man from Xanadu got a call and said he's here and told him to get him out of the arena. <laughs> um, the Impact one, they said he was very cordial. Did you see the Trinity Font two showed up at uh, Impact? So no AEW her. Yeah, I did. Um, good for her. You know, it's, as crazy yeah, as it sounds, like if you want to go and like be a part of a good. Uh, division and stuff like that. Impact's not the worst choice. It's probably a better choice. No, than it's AEW. not. Now I haven't been able to watch anymore because on my YouTube TV I do not have a uh, access TV, so oh, I haven't okay. been able to watch it as much. Other than like YouTube or uh, like YouTube recap type of things, gotcha. but like Impact Wrestling's not. I know we joked about them on the last show about how I don't see them as like I don't see wrestling in the United States as a as a tr- as a trinity. I don't see it. Oh, that certainly see not. Like I think it's on the par of Ring of Honor right now. <laughs> like, right, but I do like some of the things that they do, and I do think that they have potential. Yeah. I think they're a player for free agents, yeah, for they're, sure. They're much closer to, like, MLW and Game Changer than they are yeah, AEW. Power. Yeah, that would be accurate. Yeah. Um, but, like, so, no, good for good for um, the former Naomi. Um, would I have liked to see her in AEW? Sure. Um, but then again, like, once you get to a saturation point with Trinity Fatu, where, where would she be in AEW, you know, like, right. behind, like, feuding with Athena? Like, I don't, I don't know. Right. Like, it's hard to say. Yeah. By the way, I do like what Athena does on Ring of Honor. Yeah, she was one that I thought might, uh, miss out on losing, like, Elevation and, and, uh, and Dark. Well, like, it's like a void, so, like, I'm used to watching Dark and Dark Elevation. The reason, the thing that started giving away, and Steve said this... The thing that started giving away something was going on where they might have wilted it away, the the dark and dark elevation. They were the, – the run times on those YouTube shows were getting shorter and yep. shorter. Yep. So you knew, okay, they're withholding product. Yep. Something's up. They were putting it on the Honor Club for the Ring of Honor show. Now, some of these Ring of Honor shows <clears> – <throat> I can't talk about how I get them. But some of the shows I watch – <laughs> <laughs> the some of the matches are really really good and some of them are completely forgetful and some of the promos are dumb but it's something so when you have that void because dark and dark elevation don't exist anymore then you want to like okay then where are the other people where are the other AEW people well if they're on ring of honor okay i'll watch two hours of ring of honor right. and some of it is a mixed bag I don't really care for the interviews, uh, just like Ring of Honor originally. But like some <laughs> of the matches are fun. Like some of those matches are like they go about fifteen minutes, and you see like Blake Christian get ten minutes, and it's some really cool stuff. And you'll see some enhancement talents that get more time than you expect, and they look good, and they might have a future. So it's kind of it's different to see like those 
the dark and the dark elevation shows go away and see those talents be able to get chances on Ring of Honor, but is it on the level of what we watch on Dynamite? No, like when I I don't want to try to pump up AEW too much. I think we had this conversation a couple months ago. It feels like when you get to AEW, if you're a wrestler, you must feel like I've made it. I'm in the big time sure. now. Sure. I mean, is that fair to say? I think so. I mean, they're about to have a show in front of 80,000 people. You know? Holy shit. How do you think those people feel? I know that they saw 19,000 people in Arthur Ashe said, holy shit, this is awesome. Right. I can't even imagine what they're going to be thinking when they walk through that You know who's ramp. probably feeling the worst is like British wrestlers who thought they might get a shot at like getting booked on this show to bump ticket sales, and now it's like, oh, they don't need me at all. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, well, Tony, well, remember, Tony books, books it in pencil, but he's got a format. So he's got like Johnny Sane in mind. He's got what if he just fat... books? What if he just books a basic dynamite? <laughs> well, dude, that somebody on Wicked, somebody showed a screenshot of the top attended uh, shows. They are basic nitros. Basic. It just oh, makes yeah. me think. God, WCW, how did you fucking blow this? Yeah. Like, you had it. You had it. Even in 1999, when they were about to fall apart, they were getting thirty or 40,000 people in the Edward Jones Dome. Yeah. It's I, like, Jesus! There was you a, know? a pretty famous story about that. That Georgia Dome show was... It sold this massive, massive, like, advance. And when Hogan okay. found out that they sold so many tickets... He went to Bischoff and said, I want to drop to, to Goldberg. So mm -hmm. basically it was a power move so he could take credit for the big house. But the tickets had already been sold before that match was ever announced. So, so what do you think this is going to be? Do you think, like, we don't have to talk, we don't have to speculate too much about what All In will be because we got a long time before we get there. We got Forbidden Door to do in freaking Toronto. But, like, is this the tail wagging the dog? Like, because of the fact that they're going to have a high turnout, Tony Khan's going to psych himself into thinking, I need something big for this. Yeah. I mean, That's what do I'm they hold of. off on a on a Punk return match until then? No way, because you got to have him ready for that show in June. That well, new could you just have him on the show? Oh, the match! Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I can give away my theory about Collision. I don't think it's a weekly show. I think it's every two weeks. Okay. It's just they basically ripped off our format. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, but <laughs> no, really, here's the here's the reason why I say that, and it's just really weird. There have been no new... It's supposed to be a live program because it's obviously if it's punk and it's separate from the other crew and blah, 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 blah. There's no new dates being opened up in the like in advance. And we're about a month away from this show starting, presumably. Yeah. So it's like where the only other show that a venue where it might be confirmed that they have a different one is in, Sas, is in Saskatchewan on a Saturday night. There's no other ones. So it's like, okay... What is the schedule for this? Is this a clash thing? Like where you do it once a month? Like I don't know. I don't I think they got an idea. They just don't they're not giving it away yet until like you already said earlier in the show, the upfronts. Yeah. Then we'll know. Well, listen Andrew, it's a good thing you mentioned that because uh there was a leaked document. Uh, <gasps> is it Tony Khan's notebook again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the entire card for double or nothing. And the crazy thing is, Jungle Boy wins. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, 
Uh, but there is a uh, AEW collision uh, roster split and tentative plans. Uh, let's read some of the talent. <laughs> okay, so this thing showed up on Twitter, yeah. and I do not know how this happened, but there were some Joe Schmoes that really believed that this yeah. thing was freaking real. I'm also looking at the... F- the <laughs> I'm looking at the font for collision. Looks looks like the 1987 War Games font. <laughs> Trademark pending. Yeah. First of all, the trademark is Collison. We already talked about right. this. Nick Collison. <laughs> this Nick document Collison. is strictly private, confidential, and personal to its recipients and should not be distributed or reproduced in whole or in part, nor passed to any third party. Uh, so here's <laughs> here's the talent uh, that's, uh, that's penciled in to be the collision roster. You this ready? is an ongoing list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See Let me tell you something. If I ever wrote on growing yeah. in my English paper, I would have failed. <laughs> right. Uh, you got CM Punk, of course. Dax Hardwood. <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing. This is good. Cash okay. Wheeler, of course. So CMFTR. Uh, Christ Jericho, which is... Hey, uh, Chris's let me tell you, that's his, that's his new gimmick. He's yeah. going to be Jesus Christ. Judas no more, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. It it took a Judas in order to to ra- to resurrect the. the... No, I'm not going there. I'm not going there. Uh, ta- I mean, if you got the tag champs, you need a tag team to fight against. Uh, Luther and Serpentico. Pent- well, where's it in Helico? Yeah. The Spanish announce project. Yeah, right. Well, I guess if you want Spanish, Andrade El Idolo is uh, penciled in there, and Miro. He's still alive. Yeah, and so's Miro. Oh, wow. Did uh, you see that C.J. Perry was in the crowd at Backlash? Uh, no, I did not. Just randomly there, just like in the crowd. Everybody could see her. I think her and Paige Van Zant are uh, fighting for uh, the most irrelevant, yet still somehow relevant females in wrestling. Right? You can thank OnlyFans for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason. Jake, uh, uh, the, Sammy Hagar's brother, yeah, Jake Hagar. Jake Hagar. <laughs> Can't go 55. Uh... <laughs> Uh, Jade Cargill, Dan Housen, back from injury. <laughs> uh, Jeff Jarrett, Sat Nam Singh, uh, S I N G. So it's a new gimmick where he's a singer. Well, actually, this is a miss. This is a misspell. It's Satnam Sting. It oh. is the tag team of Satnam Singh and Sting. Satnam Sting. <laughs> no, Satnam Sting. <laughs> no, it's Satnam Sting dressed like imposter Sting. <laughs> You can never tell the difference. <laughs> they both come out. And they're both wearing like thirty masks. They just okay. Keep ripping so them off the next, I'll say the next name. The next name is R.J. City. But let me tell you something. You, I know you've promoted his show that he does. Uh, hey E.W. Where he does, where he interviews talent. He has one with Hikaru Shida that is fucking hilarious. I saw a, a little clip of it, and it was pretty good. Yeah, she speaks pretty good English. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, RJ City, oh, Brody King, the only member of the House of Black <laughs> over on Collision. Because <laughs> you know why? Because uh, Malachi don't work Saturdays. So <laughs> No, no, Malachi doesn't work Saturdays. Uh, he runs, he does promos, but he doesn't do Saturdays. Yeah. Uh, BC, yeah. Gold, BC Gold, which I guess is uh, associated with the Warner Brother property Booster Gold. Uh, <laughs> Jay White, Juice Robinson, and Tama Tonga. Oh. Uh, I guess he's all elite. Yeah. Get so... You skipped over a big get here, Andrew. Action Andretti, also on the Collision roster. Yeah, he's like kind of linked with uh, Ricky Starks. Yeah. He, he's a guy who had a really cool moment 
And like I see people be like, oh, they didn't do nothing with him. They just said he's a big star, and everyone believed it. And it's like, yeah, that's actually really good booking that they took a guy who really doesn't have what it takes and made everyone think he could be a potential star. Like, he had chances to succeed. I think he's just kind of very dull and average, but... Um, Viva la raza! Wait, did someone just... Did someone just pee? <laughs> Anyways... <laughs> Vicky Guerrero also on the uh, collision roster. Uh, I don't think her husband or stepdaughter or whatever that whole situation. They might be on dynamite, huh, Andrew. <laughs> I I guess. Oh my god, that is hideous. Yeah. That is just. I don't know. If there's. I don't know. If there's been any follow up on it, but I really would rather not know. I haven't seen much. But did you see the weird thing where Chavo like popped in, basically saying Ray like? I saw that, that is and so it's like bizarre. Dude, be quiet. What? Like, so, come on, man. What's weird about it is, like, I feel like some pe- people have probably thought, like, okay, Ray really still talks about Eddie a lot. Like, <laughs> just as a person, like, but, like, dude, it's been, like, 15 years, and now you've got a problem with it? Like, it's weird. Very weird. I, I think I think it's sour grapes. I do, too. You know. Like, I wonder if, it's, I wonder if he's mad that he's not in the LWO. <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't create it. Um, oh, wait, no, Ed, Eddie created it. He was had to have been in it. And that's one of the yeah. weirdest ones, man. Okay, wrestling revisionist history. Like they always say, the the history is written by the winners. WWE brings back the LWO for this Rey Mysterio Dominic type thing, and to hear like people talk about it now, they're like, ah, one of our favorite. Stables of all time is back. The LWO was like one of the worst staples. In it was history. a bootleg. It was yeah. it was Eddie Guerrero basically shooting on Eric Bischoff for yeah. one second, and he made up this shirt. Yeah, and the shirt like sold for a while. But here's the other part: the LWO was a heel group, and Rey Mysterio was forced to join it. Yeah, <laughs> they had like Silver King and the Vianos. Yeah, Psychosis was in it. Yeah. I remember one of the, dude, one of the best things I've seen uh, uh, matches I've seen, uh, it was, I think it was Kidman. I think Kidman had to wrestle Hooventude, and then right after that he had to wrestle Eddie, and he beat them both. Mm. Kidman but is were, like a guy that's forgotten by King. history, man. Kidman was yeah. so good. Yeah, he's now a big time agent, I think, in I think he's in WWE. I might be wrong about that, but yeah. anyways, Diamante. That means Kira Hogan's going with her. Yeah. Um, and then Serena Deeb. Maybe they're doing the. Um, they're bringing back the. Uh, God, what was the name of that uh, thing that CM Punk was in? Oh, Shit. Straight Edge Society. Straight Edge Society. So where's Carl Anderson? Where's the Big Show? <laughs> oh God. Um, he's available. Dark yeah. Elevation's gone. And then you could tell this one. This is yeah tentative is debut for the very first episode. I've never even heard of this guy. Matt Cardona? Cordona? No clue. How about Zack Ryder? Just bring in Zack Ryder. <laughs> <laughs> they even have a main event penciled in. <laughs> yeah, the main event of the first episode. CMFTR versus Jericho, Jake Hagar, and Action Andretti. <laughs> so we're going to get a premiere of a new show, and Jake Hagar is going to main event that one, that one too. too. <laughs> oh, um, my God. And Jim Ross is a producer. Yeah. Uh, why not? Why not? Hey, did you see Jim Ross's thing where he was uh, either retweeting? He was retweeting some uh, very sexual stuff, and someone called him out. He's like, I don't care. So <laughs> That's a lonely old man. Leave him alone. Yeah. Lonely, <laughs> horny, potato, potato. <laughs> 
But no, this is very like if we had to book this, how would we do it? Like I would have, I would probably, I would probably have Serena Deeb feud with. I mean, I there's know. only four women. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was about to say. Um, I would. I mean. Christ Jericho versus CM Punk. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dax. <laughs> Dax Hardwood versus Danhausen. Sure. And Incel. <laughs> uh, I think Satnam Sing. <laughs> um. I mean, I would like Brody King beating the crap out of people. He could just beat up on Luchasaur. Go. I think he should end Jade Cargill's streak. Yeah. Um. Miro should win the title. At least yeah. a couple times. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, dude, this is a bad roster. I thought my roster was bad at the draft. <laughs> hey, you know, we just I, mentioned Kidman a couple minutes ago. Do you think yes. a good dream match would be to bring in Kidman to wrestle Wardlow? Because he couldn't powerbomb him. He couldn't powerbomb him. <laughs> you know what's hilarious? About, uh, it's actually not hilarious. Billy Kidman, sometimes, he, he did the awesome shooting star press. Yeah. Sometimes he... T- Totally missed it. Oh, he like, gifted so bad sometimes. Like, like he, one time I think he hit the rope, mm-hmm. which is dangerous. I think it was it's legal. Like, yeah, and I was like, oh my god! Like, it, it, it was just—it was almost like a Rick Ankiel. Do you remember Rick Ankiel? The baseball. He was a player. pitcher. He was a pitcher who, like, all of a sudden, like, overnight couldn't pitch. Yeah. 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 Like that. That was so like you got the yips about doing a Shooty Star press or Chuck Knobloch, right? That was like what Kidman would do. Kidman would just suddenly like, I don't know how to hit this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like now is a bad time. We're on Nitro in front of twenty thousand people. Um, like, let me ask you this: legitimately, what do you think they're going to try to do? And we don't know a roster yet. We probably have a good idea of some people who might be involved in it. But like, what do you think might happen when Punk is there? I think Punk's going to wind up booking it sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the best case scenario. Is not necessarily Punk booking, but that Tony doesn't fully book that show too i think um, it's gonna be an old school show yeah i mean if you got punk and you got ftr i think i really do think jeff jared over there makes sense you got jericho like it's definitely gonna be hey we're gonna get on the mat style and that's i think the big question for me is like how divided are they gonna be like you know, obviously the rumors are like, oh, Punk's going to be where the Elite's not. We're gonna, just going to keep them in separate locker rooms, blah, 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 which I don't even know how much. At this point, I, I don't care to read that stuff anymore because I don't know how much of it is legitimate and how much of it is them releasing information for a storyline they're planning. You know what right. I mean? Right. Nobody knows yet. Right. No cards have been given out yet. But I wonder, like like the WWE, they do their draft, and they, they've already – screwed up their drafts. Like, they introduce a raw title and guys on SmackDown are fighting for it. Like, already. Like, You know what? You know what we need to go back and do? Where is that video from his interview with Rene, Rene Paquette uh, back in um, 2020, like, early 2021 and they asked, who would he like to work with? Punk? Yeah, oh, wait, no, no. It was a tweet. He sent a tweet and he and he listed, like, four or five people and they were all AEW people. And one funniest this funniest thing is that one of them is Jungle Boy, and I don't think he likes CM Punk. Yeah, you know, like he's another one, one was Hobbs, said Hobbs. Yeah. Um, another one, God, who's another? Ricky Starks, I think he brought up one time. Yeah, Ricky I Starks say. is great, man. Yeah, and so there was like, 
I kind of wonder if it's going to be a reliving of that, where he's, like, handpicking people, like, I want to work with you, I want to work with you. It's like, I, I don't know, it's kind of interesting. The problem is that a lot of it is 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 haphazard. We don't even have dates yet. We don't even have locations. So. I do think, um, depending on how much they want to discuss on air, like, are they just going to bring back Punk and, like, act like nothing happened and it's just CM Punk? Punk's back, or is it going to be like lean into this? Hey, everybody knows what this guy did. Because if they go that route, I think another feud with Darby could be good. Because Darby had some really good promos about how like he's never going anywhere else. Blah 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 blah. He's the face of AEW, and he could come in there and just tear Punk a new one, and they could have another match. And I think that could be really really good. Well, let me tell you this: it'll give second life to uh, AEW All Access because not only are the ratings bad, I would love to see. The behind the scenes of like what they're doing and how they're putting collision together. CM Punk is booking. It'll be like the Muppet Show come to life, right. where it's like they are barely putting this show together backstage. Here but is it's probably great stuff. I found that tweet from Punk. Someone asked him what current a who what current wrestler in AEW would you most like to work with if you ever came back. <laughs> he said, "I see. This is a uh, February twelfth, two thousand. Remember this in about two months, guys. Yeah, listen. There's one that will make me immediately turn off the channel." Uh, I see five guys that have potential. Hobbs, Darbs, Starks, Jungle Boy, Pillman. <laughs> oh, no! Well, remember, that's another one who pays for not being on Dark anymore. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, legitimately. Right. You know? And remember, Griff Garrison's hurt, so he's doing singles. I think he's teaming up with someone different right now, but I don't know it's who a, it is. It's another guy. It's, it's Brock Anderson. Okay, got yeah, it. They're, they're doing like, hey, we, we were born into this. And I saw a promo from Pillman and Anderson, and listen, uh, he's my punching bag, Brian Pillman Jr., but it was a decent little promo, basically talking about how, like, other people do this for fun. We have no choice. This is what we... Yeah. Well, we also, have a back, we also have a backup tag team name for them. Yeah. That we love the, yeah, the family disappointments. <laughs> Managed by Vicky Guerrero. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you for making me laugh at that. <laughs> but right. no, you're, I still can't talk you into going to Detroit, nah. which is tomorrow, but it's two days in the past. For yeah, the I mean, it's it's a situation where it's not like a not interested going. It's a situation where it's like, ah, shoot, I can't go. What about Blood and Guts? I mean, if Blood and Guts is there, I might call off work. <laughs> well, no, like like last year, were you like, I cannot miss this type of <laughs> Last year I was free. Like, I was freed up. I, okay. I, I could have went. Yeah, it was. It yeah, was like, like it was in New Orleans, choose. and I was literally just like, I was out of town. I could not do it. Yeah, this is the thing where I work, like, my my late days at work are Wednesdays. This is the only day where I work late at night. I work till, like, 9.30 at night. And uh, so I actually rarely watch Dynamite Live anymore. <laughs> same, same. Sometimes for me, watching Dynamite Live is hard. And guess what, guys? We are just as big fans as the people who watch it live. Right. It's okay. Exactly. Sometimes I like the fact that people are like, you know, they got some cool um, Twitter accounts that are pretty hard fans of AEW, like Drainmaker and Wrestle yeah, um, Pierce. And I kind of get to see all the stuff that they see before I get to watch it. And it's kind of cool because once I get to watch it, I can sort of like analyze and see, okay, what's all, what's the big fuss about? Sure. You know, so watching it after the fact actually. It's kind of fun, right? To be kind, of, to be quite honest, you know. So, yeah, and that's kind of where I'm at too. Like, like a show like the the tomorrow with the cage match, 
I'll probably watch it Wednesday night when I get home. So like I won't wait a day or so because yeah. I want, and, and a lot of times what I'll do is I'll fast forward to what I want to see. Like I'll probably go right to that cage match and then watch backwards. It's kind of weird, but that's kind of no. It, it makes sense to me. The ones I want to watch live are the pay-per-views. Those are the ones exactly. where I'm like, I really want to see this as it goes on. If I can't, I will do everything I possibly can to watch it. After that, but okay. like, so after this, so Detroit, so Detroit, and then they go to Austin, Texas. It says on my notes it's the first time. I don't know if that's true or not, but I guess it is. Yeah, um, and then Las Vegas, they go, they do the MGM Grand. They have a live rampage at the Grand. Then the T-Mobile Arena for double or nothing. Then they hit San Diego, California. Which is that a Saturday night pay per view? Um, that is five twenty-eight. No, it's, it's a calendar. That's a Sunday, man. so that'll be right before Memorial Day. Listen, WWE's doing it right, man. Do these Saturday night shows, brother. Mm-hmm. Saturday night shows are so much better for me. But anyways. Yes. Uh, Andrew, uh, this is a pretty quick episode. We're kind of flying through. You want to do some questions? Let's do it. All right. Andrew, have you ever had a, uh, been big-timed by a friend who claiming that you had something to do the same way that MJF did to Sammy by claiming he did not have room in his limo? Basically, has your friend I- ever screwed you over? Like that. Okay, I've never done it to someone, but I've had it done to me. (laughs) (laughs) But no, that that was funny because I've seen that situation play out many, many times. Not Uh, involving myself. I've got a a story that makes me sound like a douchebag because I I definitely did this. Um, It was, uh, we did a family vacation. We were like, I was probably like 12, maybe 13 years old. And it was like all the aunts and uncles came, so all the cousins were there. And we had this one cousin that, like, was just kind of a weirdo. His name was Jaron. Jaron, if you're listening, I love you. Uh, <laughs> but as a kid, he was a weirdo. And so, like, it's me, my cousin Patrick, and my cousin Jaron were all the same age. And we had these four-wheelers, and we drove the four-wheeler to this house. And then it started thunderstorming. And me and Patrick jumped on and started driving away. And Jaron started screaming for us to come back. But we big time said, oh, there's no room, even though... The three of us all rode over there. <laughs> we made him walk home in the rain. <laughs> I will say this. Nice work by the cameraman when they produced it. They made sure to show the seat. Yeah. There's no one in this limo. <laughs> right. right. I like it. It, it kind of made me laugh. Um, also, uh, clear also for all wrestlers of nobody ever watches back anything. Right. Um, I'll give you. Let me ask you this. Is this does this count? When you're at the gas station and someone who says they're homeless asks you for money and you tell them you don't have any money and you literally have, like, dollars, like, spilling out of your wallet, <laughs> is that bad? Man, I don't think so because, like, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. You know, it's just kind of a thing where some people don't pass the vibe check, man, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm like Howie Mandel. Like, don't touch me, don't touch me. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, um, there was a guy growing up, there was a guy in our neighborhood, uh, they called Gary the Cowboy, because he's a homeless guy that always had a cowboy hat on. And, like, everybody knew he was a he was a really bad addict. So, like, anyone who gave him money was feeding a habit. So, like, we had I would never give pretend- that guy money. We had one who always pretended to be homeless, and her name, her nickname was Scammy Tammy. Scammy Tammy. <laughs> and she was always at every, he was at the same corner with her husband, and she would get in her car when it was over, like it was a work shift. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also, if you if you laughed at her when you drove off, she flipped the bird at you. Oh, well, scam, Scammy Tammy has feelings too, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, in honor of the late Dean Rasmussen, creator of the Death Valley Driver message board, who uh, died this week, the most famous wrestling internet forum for many years, what sites or boards did you like to frequent to get your wrestling info? So let's take a, let's take a walk down oh, memory lane. Let's go. This is going to take a while. This is going to be the longest. Yeah, this, all of a sudden, yeah, we are not short for time. We're going to be a three-hour episode. <laughs> this, this will take a while, I promise, yes. Um, um, go first. So, like, it wasn't my first, but one of my first one that I think of is how you and I actually met was through Live Journal, through Scott Keith's Live mm-hmm. Journal. Um, that's how you and I met. That's how we met Justin Rosero and so many Steve of the Willie. Yep, yep. So many of the place to be slash north south people. Uh, my name was B. Uh, wow, what was my name? It was was it, everyone called me Bloody Brody Head, but. I don't remember what my actual live journal name was. Mine was Fan on the Verge. Fan on the Verge, yep. Mm-hmm. Steve uh, Willie, I can't remember it. Yeah, Justin was Bigelow34. Yes, um, I remember that. Bigelow34.proboards.com. Scott, Scott was on it from time to time. Todd Weber, um, yeah. Matt Matt Hugo Souther, Trust the Source, I believe. Uh, he, he had the one of Elizabeth of, uh, of uh, Mary-Kate Olsen. <laughs> yeah, Todd Weber was Overcommitter. I, re- I remember him, um, yep. I remember Super Taker was one of my rivals. Do you remember Super Taker? They had yeah, Super Taker. They had uh, the guy uh, who loved uh, who loved the Miami Heat. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, COC for an eternity. <laughs> Listen, the guy's happy right now because Jimmy Butler is willing that team to the conference finals. Dude, they are up three. I, I mean, eh, yeah, it'll be updated by the time you get to Friday here. But they're up three games to one on the Knicks. They're probably going to advance to the conference finals. Yeah, we might have a bubble rematch in the finals yeah. this year. Like we well, were, that's actually the rematch from last year. Oh my god. If the Celtics and the and the Heat go seven games, Tony Khan's going to make double or nothing five hours long again. Get ready. <laughs> 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 we're going to have a 60-minute Iron Pillar match. Right. <laughs> but, uh, no, but yeah, that was where we met a lot of people. What, what other boards did you like? Um, Gosh. I did do the DVD-R boards a little bit. Um, I'm old enough to like remember going on AOL chat rooms like WWF Me too. Keywords the WWF one. I was never yeah. on like Keyword the other WWF ones. on AOL. <laughs> yes, with with the screeching sound and you heard Vince McMahon's voice yeah. and that's where that whole thing about the most downloaded woman in the world was Sunny because yep. everybody downloaded her beach bikini photo. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I remember you could make your own AOL like profile pages and uh I, I made that my picture, and then my mom saw it, and I got grounded. For it. <laughs> I mean, um, I'm trying to – now, for me, um, the first rumor mill one I liked was a guy that was made by Al Isaacs called Scoops. Oh, yeah. Scoops. I, used to, I used to read it every day. James Dave Schur had a pretty good – but, I mean – like littered with rumors, wrestling news. Like it was like I always say, Dave Meltzer is seventy percent right. This was like twenty percent right. Sure. <laughs> but but the thing was like the rumor mill in ninety in late nineties wrestling was so ridiculous. Oh yeah. That even the most ridiculous rumor you read was probably true. You had no idea. A <laughs> um, couple more for me was uh, what I think it was called OneWrestling.com. I do remember something similar to that. that. Was... I remember. I remember WrestleZone because that's where Scott Keith wrote for. Yeah, one wrestling was um, he he ended up working for Impact that guy, and he was like a real creep. Bob Ryder. Bob Ryder. Yeah, I think that was Bob Ryder's. I think site. he passed away. Yeah, uh, there were some rumors about him on the DVDR boards. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, they had a they had an urban legend thread. Yeah, Bob Ryder was on that. 
half of them involve somebody sticking something up somebody else's butthole. Yeah, <laughs> and most of them were Shawn Michaels or Ricky Morton. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but no, man. It was when when the news came from Dean. So we talk about this, how small the community is. Like even in even because I'm a you know I do the NBA podcast. When an NBA player dies, I mean, we just saw it with um just recently somebody uh, uh Denny Crum in college basketball. When somebody who's really famous dies, it hurts. Like it's not it's not supposed to hurt, but it's it, it's something that you um it, it's something that stings. And in the wrestling fan internet community, when you hear somebody who was like a pioneer or really helped bring along something. It sucks. Like if we know somebody in place to be who who tragically passes away, it sucks. Yep. You know. So, like, I I you have to appreciate the work that these people put in, even though half of it involved writing urban legends about buttholes. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, gosh, I, I know there's more that. Uh, oh God, um, I'm thinking I'm thinking off the top of my head now. Um, I uh, I did Bob Ryder for a long time. Uh, do you do you remember? Do you remember Jason Rivera? Um, I sort of like a Scott so. Keith, but like a vulgar one. I remember four one one mania because they had a good mania. Yep, they had Jonathan a viewer Grutman. I really liked who actually lurked in our forum named JD Dunn, and I really liked him. Yep. Um, and oh, gosh, um, there, there's there's a bunch. of DDT Digest was a WCW exclusive. Um, I didn't do one. I didn't yeah, do that one. Yeah, that was a pretty good one. Um, Mark had. A line but i can never afford it so i never listened to it yeah and then um what that i actually did was i wrote like it was kind of like a comedy type thing like joke stuff uh mm-hmm. for randomwrestling.com and uh that does, site does not exist anymore but the owner was a guy named uh james uh lived in the uk and he's pretty like sort of prominent on twitter now um okay his name is Web Guy James. He's got twenty five thousand followers, and he man, he basically runs Chris Jericho's website, webisjericho.com. I'll tell you one that I'll tell you one that I don't visit, and that's Give Me Sport. <laughs> yeah, no. no, I don't like. It's funny. I don't, I don't go, go to any of them. I don't want to go there. It involves pizza, and it's gross. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Instagram has rendered so many of them, or Twitter has rendered so many of them needless now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyways. Uh okay, uh, lost our questions. Uh, yeah, a nice trip down memory lane. Though. Yeah, uh, what would be tougher, a Young Bucks Usos match where neither team can use super kicks, or a Ray Phoenix Vikingo match where neither can use their ring ropes? The, did you see the clip of the Usos in the the tag rematch where, for like three minutes straight, the only move they did was a super kick? No, yeah. I haven't seen it. I know the Usos love to do super kicks. Yeah. I do know that. I, I, I think that's well, my by answer. The way, by the way, I'm not saying this for satire. I love the Usos. I sure. think they're a great team. Sure. I think that's my answer. The Bucks and the Usos not being able to super kick because that's like their transition spots. You know. Yeah. And you know what I should have said? I should have put in here Commander and made it a three-way. Yeah. Like, right. <laughs> like that's one who I've seen on Ring of Honor. Like that's one who will be a Ring of Honor like star on a, on Dynamite. I don't know. Vikingo is a star. Like. Oh yeah. He's he's going places. You know, um, there's rumors Ray Phoenix is kind of banged up, so he's sort of limiting himself, um, which makes sense to me. You don't want to try to push it too far. Um, but, man, they both love to use those ring ropes. So if they take sure. them away, I don't know what they can do. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, all right. A- AEW went from the red, white, and blue ring ropes color scheme back to black. Do you prefer any color scheme for the ring ropes, or does it not matter? How about you go first on this one? 
I think about them sometimes, but after the fact. While it's going on, sure. I don't really care that much. Yeah. Honest. I think my thing is, I like... I like specialty ring designs for, like, pay-per-views. Like, I was I gonna always, say... I always thought WCs was the coolest. Like how they I was the about logo. to say that. Dude, I think you're thinking the same thing I'm thinking. Halloween, Halloween Havoc, Havoc had... Yep. <laughs> had an orange and black one, and I loved it. Yep. Like, as a kid, I thought it was so cool. And like, Starcade, they would have a light blue one for Christmas. Yeah, like, I know you're not a big gamer, but, like, the WWE games, they still have all those, like, rings, like, custom rings and arenas. And stuff. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. I but, I, you know, I will say this. Like, there was, there was a distinction even in the WWF. Like, they would have the red one for Raw, they'd have the blue one for SmackDown, and the pay-per-views where there was both brands was black. So it was like, oh, okay, there's a differentiation. Now it's all, I mean, not, we've seen it all. We've seen white ones, orange ones. like. Um, but I didn't remember that when they first started the new look of Dynamite in 23 with the new producer, Manzeri, that they um, they had the red, white, and blue one, and now they've kind of gone to the black one. I don't think people cared that much, to be quite honest. Uh, I think it was just unless small. It's, unless it's ugly, people don't generally notice I don't ever remember "quote unquote" ugly. I will say one when the when the Impact one changed their color scheme to blue ropes. I thought that was dumb. I always thought when WWE, I can't remember what the name of the show was. Was it twenty four seven when they did the purple? Two oh five five. They would have to they would have to tape them purple, yeah. and it would take ten minutes, so they would have vignettes in between the freaking show. Yeah, stupid. Yeah, purple, purple is the main color. Just I don't like that. Anyway, doesn't work. Uh. Andrew, this question is for me. What is AEW fan and Pistons fan Jordan Duncan most excited about? Wembley Stadium or Wembenyama? Um, why not both? Victor, Victor versus Tottenham. So I think the Rockets have a better chance in terms of lottery odds than the Pistons. But the thing is, they've actually lowered the odds of the worst team. So the, Could you the second worst team had a better chance than they used to. Could you imagine if Dallas, because they sat their guys so they would miss the play-in and get into that lottery? <laughs> Can you imagine if they hit? You know, it'd be so pissed, the Knicks. Oh, yeah. Because the Knicks, if it goes below 10, they get it. Yep. You know? Yep. So, <laughs> if, well, that, the thing about the lottery is that they go from bottom to top. So, you know, you know right away if Dallas jumped. Who yeah. jumped in. So, like, that's when those top, th top well, not top, but the the worst teams start to get nervous because they start thinking, oh my god, we got bumped. So, here's you know? a, here's so we did all this taking for nothing. Here's a follow-up question. Do you like the lottery format anyway? Yes, but I still think it's rigged. Yeah, I too. I think I still think it. I mean, listen, I'm a conspiracy theorist when it comes to the NBA. <laughs> I am. Like, I hear all these conspiracy theorists in politics. I'm like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And then you'll tell me the '85 NBA lottery was rigged. I'm like, huh, makes perfect sense. Yeah, hold it. <laughs> the envelope was frozen, man. <laughs> the envelope was frozen. Like, now I know that they say that that some people who've actually been in the room to watch the process of the lottery, it's it's impossible to rig it. I get it. But there's just too many coincidences. Right. There's just too many. Like, oh, Tom Benson just bought the Hornets. Let's give him Anthony Davis. Like, there's just too many of these things. Oh, LeBron's going to be number one. Let's wanna... have him be in Ohio still. Yeah. I, but then again, I can create a narrative for any of them. Like, if the Pistons win, oh, it was rigged for the Pistons. If right. the Rockets, oh, it was rigged for the Rockets. But no, like, Wembenyama, I don't want to hype it too much. He's probably the most hyped prospect since Zion Williamson. Mm -hmm. He might even be more hyped than Zion Williamson. Yeah, I mean, so, he's just so gigantic. Like he's like Tim, more like Tim Duncan and or Anthony Davis in 2012. Like yep. this, is a, if 
one of these really awful NBA teams like the Rockets or the Pistons or the um, I'm trying to think of who the Hornets. If one of them get them, this is enormous. The Pistons like, don't even have a coach right now. <laughs> no, no, they um, they literally they, they didn't fire. The funniest part is they gave him a they gave Dwayne Casey contract extension, so they didn't want to fire him just to pay him off. So they basically put him in, the, in front the office. office. Yeah. Hey, uh, go do this. Like they did, that, Dixie Carter did this to Jeff Jarrett. Hey, go run King to King for a while. Get yeah. away from me. Yeah, with, with Power <laughs> UD. <laughs> Maybe yeah, this will draft Power Udi. Who knows? Are you excited about the site of Wembley Stadium with all those people? Oh, yeah. And it'll be really cool. Like, I mean, that's one of the big selling points of WrestleMania, SummerSlam, the last couple of years. Just these massive sea of crowds is yeah. very, very cool. Just a I'm question you might if, have. Yeah. I'm interested if AEW does a big set, like WWE does the sets, you know, like, I wonder if AEW does anything more than a really long ramp. Well, look what they did in Puerto Rico. They didn't really have one, and yeah. I liked it. And the MG, MSG ends was like that, and I liked it. I like being able to have the crowd on top of you. Yeah. So, uh, two more questions. We'll be done tonight. Um, okay. Andrew, uh, well, I guess we'll go to this. Andrew, what's your all-time favorite stadium show for a wrestling event? Okay. Hands clean. No, I mean, no questions asked. SummerSlam 1992. Not even close. Yeah, Wembley, right? Holds a place in my heart. It's just the greatest. Even if the matches aren't great, the spectacle is great. Mm -hmm. um, I, don't, I don't know if it counts as stadium, but I think WrestleMania 31 has aged very, very well. That was open-aired, yes. That yeah. was in Santa Clara. Uh, that was the, one that the roof I didn't was get open. to watch live at the time. I remember I was actually in China adopting my daughter. Um... And I didn't get to see it till like two weeks later. And uh, I remember that I was kind of like, eh, it was fine. But I think, you know, we're, what, now eight years removed. It's a really, really good WrestleMania. Yeah, I'll, I mean, a lot of them are WrestleManias. Like, you know, it's hard to say, like, like some of these ones that were in Japan and Mexico. You, like, yeah. Did I don't you know. ever see Collision in Korea? No, I didn't. I've never actually seen it. Have you? <sighs> I think I've seen the main event, which was Ric Flair versus... Anoki. Anoki. Uh-huh. Okay. Or I know Fujinami. Benoit had a match know. there, and, you know, at the time, I, you know, everybody wanted to see Benoit's early matches, because he, at the time, like, you know... Yeah, that was, what, was, 95? Yeah, he was, like, this incredibly, like, this workhorse type of guy. Everybody wanted to see his stuff. Um, I loved WrestleMania 19 and Safeco Field, which yeah, is the Mariner Stadium. That, that's a great one. Really cool set, too, where it goes sideways. Yeah. Um, and I'm just thinking, like, open air. Um, WrestleMania 24 in the Citrus Bowl was cool. Um, that was the one where The Undertaker and Edge were the main event. Um, I, didn't, I was not a huge fan of 29. That was the one in, that was in MetLife. Yeah, not okay. a huge fan of that one. Yeah, and I'm trying to, now I'm thinking of just non-WrestleMania, like, the Hogwilds were bad. Yeah, um, yeah bad crowds. And, uh, you know, Bash I'll get, Beach, I'll, Bash at the Beach was a cool visual. Yeah, didn't they have one? I, I, they had one on an actual beach? I think 95. Yeah, like Hogan and Vader? Yeah, I think um, so. But there's just something about the idea of, like, it starts and then you can see the daytime, like, the sun coming yeah. in and then the sun goes down and it's like, it's kind of cool. It's very cool. Like, you, in, in football, you get that same feeling, like, oh, it's daytime. Oh, now it's nighttime. Now right. it's getting real. Like, it's kind of, it's kind of cool. Right. Um. Two more questions. Uh, one more question, Andrew. Okay. Uh, reportedly, when he was backstage making nice with talent at the Impact Tape Beats, CM Punk played Uno with them. Evil Uno? I don't know. <laughs> uh, Andrew, if you could play a card game with your favorite wrestlers, what would it be? And 
Who would you play with at that little wrinkle? The only the only game I know how to play, and that's Go Fish. I am a horrible <laughs> card player. Horrible. I'm the one who goes to the casino when they're playing blackjack. I'm like, oh, it looks like he's doing good, and he just lost 20 chips. <laughs> uh, I'll have to turn you on to some card games, man. I'm, I'm, I'm a card okay. game guy. Uh... Oh, man, I, my friends are all... I mean, for those who don't know, the true... The online the degenerates that have now taken over the, the betting sphere of the, of the world... They were online poker degenerates first. Oh, yeah. Like, I had poker stuff back in the day. <laughs> that was their AAA baseball. Now they're Major League Hall of Famers. <laughs> like, right. That's how you made your way on FanDuel. You were online poker degenerate. Yep. Um, there's a game that's fairly a Midwest game called Euchre. Uh, okay. That's a really game. Um, and I guess I'd have to play it with some Midwest wrestlers because the joke about Euchre around here is that if you know how to play Euchre, you have lived in Michigan, Indiana, or Ohio at some point in your life. <laughs> okay. So. so who would you play it against? Uh, John Moxley? Let's see. Michigan, Indiana, Ohio. I'll take Sabu, uh, um, The Miz. I try to think of someone from Indiana. Is there any wrestlers from Indiana? Um, Ruby, so- Ruby Soho? Nope. I'll take Larry Bird. <laughs> <laughs> Is it gonna be strip poker? Yeah, and Larry Bird will be my partner because he will not allow us to lose. So. <laughs> oh yeah, he's like, who, which one do you use coming in second? Yeah, so we're gonna play against <laughs> Sabu because it's a team game. So it's me, Larry Bird against Sabu in the miss. <laughs> Big euchre tournament. No, I mean you always hear those stories. Like I remember hearing this story about a card game. You probably know this better than me, okay? I'm talking like it's all foreign to me, but I remember there was a card game that a lot of NBA players like to play on the plane called Boo Ray. Mm-hmm. Well, Gilbert Arenas got and basically started like upping the pot on Boo Ray with um, a guy named Javaris Crittenden. It got so heated that they brought a gun to the locker room. Yep. Like, they were about to shoot each other over the money being owed and digging into each other about it because arenas had beaten him in a game of Blu-ray. Which I don't know how to play Blu-ray. I have no idea what it is. I thought he said Blu-ray. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I have a Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if I played Blu-ray, I'd play with Bubba Ray and Devon. Would you, watch, would you like to watch wrestlers actually try to play poker? Instead of like AEW All Access, just watch AEW wrestlers. I think that would be I think a fun idea for a show. Like, I saw Nate Silver do the World Series of Poker one frickin' time. Yeah, the, um... The 438 guy. You know who's on, the, like, the poker shows, like, a lot? Because I'll see him here and there is, uh... I think it's Jennifer Tilly, is her name? And, okay, Jennifer Tilly, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I, I remember Shannon Elizabeth was a fan. Yep, yep. You know? Um... Mia Kimes, Kimes, I almost said, wait, no, Mia Kunis, I'm so sorry. I screwed her up with Mina Kimes from ESPN. <laughs> Mia Nick Mia Khan. Kunis. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think. There. I, I don't think Tony. Habits. I don't think Tony has the patience to play poker. Yeah, no, he would. I, I, th- I think it'd be interesting to see who would be the best at like bluffing. Like, who's the who's the best at selling? I could see him. I could see him throwing the cards down. It's like next week on Dynamite. Next week on Dynamite. <laughs> so, I mean, but no, I, I would have. I would get killed by all of them and play. But you know. Playing Uno again with like basically having fun and basically giving advice to the Impact guys, you know, good for Phil Brooks, man. If you want to, if you want to spread the wealth and basically pay it forward, cool. You know, find Correct. a third act in your career. Correct. Yeah. So, 
Anyways, man, um, we're ending a little early tonight, and I think that's okay. You know, last week was a, a little bit longer episode. Last episode, not last week. Uh, we did the draft. We had Steve Willie. Steve killed my internet to try and get over on me. Didn't work. <laughs> he's been demoted to collision reporter. He called you. Well, he's going to be the blood collector, so he's going to be in Detroit, and he's going to have to stay there for a long <laughs> yeah, with time buckets and buckets. for the cage match. Yeah. But um, but he calls your roster the greatest, like one of the greatest phony mock draft rosters of all time. <laughs> well, Stephen Graham wasn't there to make me give away three guys some weird twists. <laughs> <laughs> so people don't remember this. So we had a draft episode in the early portion of the Place to Be yeah. podcast. And Stephen Graham hosted it, and he had a wild card. It was me, Ben Morris, and Jordan. And Jordan, yeah. and, um, Jordan got the wild card, and the wild card was Jordan could just take any wrestler he wanted. So he <laughs> just, just John took Cena. John, you know, ben. Ben Morris, and ben, ben, for the remainder of the draft, was, like, disheveled. <laughs> <laughs> because it was, like, it was not early on. It was near the later rounds. And, like, all of a sudden, Ben's entire and, and so... We were at the bottom of the... I still remember some random things. I remember Red Dragon was a tag team at the time still. I remember everybody went Lance Archer and D.H. Smith. Remember when that was a team? Yep. Um, and then I remember the last pick was Sam Shaw, Yep. And who later became Dexter Loomis. Yep. And neither of us wanted him. We kept just trading off really bad wrestlers, <laughs> but we didn't have to pick Dexter Loomis. Go figure, that guy's still around, and how many people on that draft probably are long gone? God have mercy on your soul if you can actually dig into the internet archives on Creepypasta and find that podcast. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> speaking of old podcasts and Ben Morris, one of my favorite podcasts I ever did was a show called The Crisscross. It was hosted by Aaron George, okay. and it was like, he sent us questions ahead of time to think about our answers, and we had to argue our points... <laughs> And, uh, it came down to me and Ben. Jason Greenhouse was on it, so that's how, how long ago it was, right? Okay. And, and the final question was, what's the worst thing Hulk Hogan's ever done? And I out-argued Ben. He said, uh, let son Nick kill that guy in a car crash. And I said, main event in Starcade 94 with Brutus Beefcake. <laughs> and my entire argument was, the other thing only affected one family. <laughs> <laughs> this affected an entire viewing audience. Well, clearly, we know who Aaron George doesn't like. Yeah. Uh, but um, let me ask you this: Was this before or after 2015 when you recorded this? Um, I would think before. Also, also, um, bringing bringing the uh, the downfall of tabloid journalism in in the in the justice system. <laughs> yeah, I think it was before 2015. Yeah, fifteen was, you know, the Booker T yeah. tape. <laughs> that's oh, yeah, that's called. why you're going there. Yeah, okay, yeah, we did not mention that. <laughs> yeah, you know what you it know, was? It was around the time of the 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 beginning of Broken Matt Hardy. Okay, because one of the questions was how do we how would we book Broken Matt Hardy? That was very that was right around that time. Yeah, but but I will say this: I saw it because they've been using those video. Um, They've been doing the video podcast on the North South feed. There's one where JT and Chad do um, the quizzing for WCW main events, and I was thrilled. I was like involved because I knew them. Oh yeah, I, dude. 
Some of these quizzes, I jam. some of these quiz topics on North South, I don't know them. This one I knew. Sports is like, my jam. They did one where they listed the NWO guys and uh, it lists all the <laughs> it lists all the Japan ones, and I was like, I was right there with them. I'm like, yeah, nope. <laughs> well, they should do a Bullet Club one because remember when you were doing the WrestleMania rundown and you were show the indie shows and you were doing this Bullet Club? You're like, Ace Austin's in Bullet Club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, but man. no, like, uh, eh, we don't, we can't talk about it too much, but, you know, you might see us in some sort of way, shape, or form via satellite. Yeah, yeah, our faces may be revealed. Face reveal, Andrew. Uh, yes. Wait for my Excalibur mask to come in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll be fun. Um, to be continued, we can't say which one it's going to be yet, but, um, sure. yeah, Double Nothing's getting closer. The summer seems to be... It seems to be a season where AEW tends to thrive, especially in ring. Correct. We'll see where it goes. Yep. So I'm excited for it. Uh, I think it's going to be a fun uh, ride. Um, It's sort of like that roller coaster when you go up that first hill, it's slow moving, but you know big things are coming. I feel like that's where we're at now. Double or nothing is that first hill up the coaster. Yeah, Uh, it's like the the Splash Mountain before it got canceled where you had those vultures. And they're like, you're about to die. <laughs> you know which ones I'm talking about? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then the drop comes. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully in the next two weeks, Andrew, you and I do not die. Um, no. <laughs> so, but we'll be back in a couple weeks uh, with our Double or Nothing preview. Uh, possibly be back in video form. There's some things in the works that need to happen before that comes and uh you know i've been br- brushing up on my sporkle just in case we need to bust out some quizzes as well so <laughs> right. you know as boris johnson once said you always keep people on your toes yes and what as boris johnson always says bunnies can fly periquiz can fly <laughs>
business on a sunny afternoon. Night tonight. 